0: I had a nice, cushy work-from-home gig here in Tampa. Meanwhile, the company was in Boston. And then just got laid off. And so it was kind of this moment where I had to kind of reflect and say, "Okay, well, do I continue down the corporate path or is this now my opportunity to take my own risk?
1: Welcome to Founder Stories, a show about ordinary people on a journey to build their own exceptional businesses. I'm Brian Scudamore, founder and CEO of O2E Brands. We're home to 1-800-GOT-JUNK, WOW One Day Painting, and Shack Shine. I started my business hauling junk as an 18-year-old paying his way through college. 30 years later, we're 250 franchises strong. I've learned a few lessons along the way, the most important one being that it's all about people. And I mean all about people. So, I'm on a mission to uncover the founders' stories of some of our most inspiring people from the decisions that lead them to take the leap to the celebrations and lessons that follow. Being unexpectedly let go from a cushy job, it would crush most of us, but not today's guest who saw it as a massive opportunity. This is Zach's story.
0: I'm uh, Zach Tyler. I am the franchise partner of Shack Shine down in Tampa, Florida. I've been in business for about two and a half years now. So I launched in March of 2019. I think it was your LinkedIn profile that said you'd always had the dream of being an entrepreneur. I think from a young age, uh, I've always kind of wanted to be my own boss at, at some point in life, and I've always kind of been a tinkerer and, and you know, have tried to do little entrepreneurial ventures uh, when I was younger. And I you know, just like love to build things and, and work my hands and ultimately kind of always saw it from the business angle. I like to kind of figure out a way to make a profit on things. So I, I knew you know, kind of throughout college, one day I would try and take that leap and try and make something of myself.
1: What did you do as a kid? You said you tinkered with things and you always had little ideas?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had a lawn mowing route. That was kind of the first young thing, uh, TLC Tyler lawn care. Um, you know, I love to, I love to build rockets. Like I would take toilet paper or toilet paper, or like wrapping paper rolls and put like a little like motor in it and launch it off my front yard. And I love to, you know, put little motors on the back of a, block of wood, carve it and turn it into little motorized boats. The first kind of real like business venture that I did was probably when I was around 1415 years old, I would build websites, I really got into to web design and building websites. So I would build a website kind of design the banner and uh, I'd write all the content there were normally like kind of tech related tech news articles, I submitted across the internet, get a lot of traffic, sell ad space on the websites. And it just I became addicted to it. So I would kind of you know, after months on end, I'd just be writing every single day. I'd come home from baseball practice and I'd, I'd pump out eight articles, try and submit them across the internet, drive traffic and kind of rinse and repeat. And you know, eventually I would sell one and then, you know, start another one and kind of re- reboot the process. But it was just such a fun kind of intro into business. So that was kind of really what, what kicked me into kind of Trying to oversee all the little pieces of a business—that's amazing. Well,
1: you and I have some stuff in common. Now, I'm no internet rock star like you are, uh, but at 14 years old, I was running car washes, but building websites at, at 14, building rocket ships. Well, what did you <laughs> dream of? What did you dream of being when you were a kid? Like, what was the? I am going to do this.
0: Yeah. So you know, after after trying all sorts of. of little ventures and you know the list goes on and on. I I just I wasn't picking up tons of traction with with any of those endeavors. And meanwhile I'm driving around town, I see all these rap vehicles and it just kinda dawned on me like I don't need to have this grand new idea to to define success in business. You know, you see these companies whizzing around you around town and you know they're all having great success within their local markets. It's kind of my first uh, moment where I realized like, gosh, it doesn't need to be so large, so complicated. I can find something that I can kind of dig my teeth into locally and try and try and grow it big within my market. Hmm. I often think people
1: misunderstand what drives entrepreneurs and they think, oh, everyone who starts a business,
0: it's just, they want to get rich. Did you want to just get rich? You know, I think just the act of actually growing something, kind of building something beyond yourself, you know, was kind of just what propelled me when I when I saw that I was getting action on the website, and people were kind of reading my content, or, you know, nowadays, when people are using check shine, and they have a great experience, and they're telling their neighbors, you know, I I just feed off of kind of that energy and and that that feedback that that what I'm putting out there is being well received.
1: So you ended up uh, finishing high school and, and then what happened?
0: Uh, I was then living in Boston for about five years. I was going down kind of the corporate path. I was in marketing, doing customer acquisition and partnership management with a video game company. And then my wife got a job down in Tampa and we moved to Tampa and I knew absolutely nothing about Tampa and was living there for about a year. Company went through a round of layoffs that I was bundled into, so I had a nice cushy you know work from home gig here in Tampa meanwhile the company was in Boston and it then just got laid off and so it was kind of this moment where I had to kind of reflect and say okay well do I continue down the corporate path where you know I do enjoy marketing and and I you know I think I'm good within kind of the digital space or is this now my opportunity to kind of take my own your own risk and, uh, and try and do something for myself and I was able to just uh, kind of reflect on it for, you know, a month or two and serendipitously stumbled across Shack Shine and just kind of applied. And I, I really wasn't even looking at all sorts of different franchises. I just really was just at, at a moment where I was just trying to find inspiration. Uh, so I went on Biz by Sell, just kind of trying to see what other businesses were, were out there and were local that, you know, Biz by Sell is kind of cool because you can, you can see the some of the metrics. And so I was just trying to get... Some inspiration and sure enough there's that little franchise tab clicked on it went down the list and that little cute shack shine logo caught my eye and you know it was catchy sounding i read kind of the the details of that and you know it's just kind of just like stuck out to me like like i said i had uh had a lawn care you know a little lawn care route when i was younger and it just seemed like something that that was kind of a, a great opportunity within the, the Tampa market. It's really not a professional, a professionalized industry. And so I just, I made the the cold inquiry to, to Shack Shine and just kind of got the wheels turning from there. love it. So we, I'm
1: curious, you're on Biz Buy sell and you see the Franchise tab, what did franchising mean to you?
0: Yeah, you know, I, I actually never thought that I would have gone the franchising route, you know, I always kind of prided myself on coming up with a novel idea and starting something from complete scratch. But, you know, again, after having kind of these side gigs that just did not kind of pan out to what my my grand vision was, it was like, you know, let's see what kind of what franchising is all about. And um, I didn't quite honestly know much about it. And when I looked into it, you know, it seemed like, gosh, for the support that you receive, you know, not only from other uh, franchise partners, but through the corporate uh, leadership, from the, the call center, from all the kind of the support that you get, it's a great way to operate a business and to launch a business and, and uh, reduce the likelihood of failure. And so, you know, I, I I had inquired and, you know, I wasn't fully sold at that very moment. But after kind of going through the process, you know, I was able to meet you and up in Vancouver and it, it is felt right.
1: Did, did we hear a uh, baby in the background, by the way? And I'm not, uh, I'm not so <laughs> con- no, I'm not so concerned uh-huh. about the noise of the baby, but uh, maybe you can fill us in. So you've, you've got a new uh,
0: child at home. I have a new child. Yeah, she is five months old now. Um, so yeah, she is, she's a handful. <laughs> um, uh, I, I luckily was able to kind of get at least you know, a couple of years under my belt before, um, I had, uh, another human to take care of, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a great, uh, great addition to the family and, you know, just another fun responsibility to, to juggle alongside the business. So walk me back for a second to
1: you, uh, you get laid off, you've got a job, you're working with the company who's in video games, sounds like a great gig, but they let you go. How, how did that feel?
0: Yeah, I mean it was um, obviously it doesn't feel great anytime you're laid off you know I, I was I was getting promoted and I I, uh, I I had a great opportunity and and you know it was kind of rising up the corporate ladder I guess from the moment I had graduated college through um, through my my time with the video game company so you know but I, I could kind of see the writing on the wall so yeah I mean it, it sucks uh, it sucks to get laid off you know um, even if you you know yeah it just it's tough. But, um, um, you know, ultimately, I kind of knew that, you know, I, I think the, the phrase I've heard is the golden handcuffs, you know, sometimes you're, you're, you kind of know that that even you yourself are ready to leave. But, you know, things are just kind of um, are, are going fine, and you're getting paid well. And, you know, you don't want to take that risk, despite you knowing that that's ultimately kind of what you were meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, so I think, you know, ultimately when they, when they pulled the plug on me, uh, as, as, as sucky as it felt, it was also nice just to know that, Oh, like I, I now have this, this great opportunity ahead of me where, you know, I don't have to make this tough decision. They've made the decision for me. So now it's, it's up to me. Do I want to just kind of jump back into kind of the normal corporate life or do I take this risk? And, um, you know, I I want to kind of live this fun and exciting life. And I think for, for me, that involves taking a risk and kind of doing something out, uh, doing, doing something on my own.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So,
0: uh, you know, I I love your
1: optimism, right. And I see the world the same way, but they, they freed up your future. Why did you ultimately go the route of becoming a franchise owner?
0: Ultimately, I think I was at a point in my life where I just wanted to start to get traction and, and make a life for, for myself and for my family. And I didn't have, you know, the golden idea and i really wasn't patient enough to think and to wait for that moment where i had the light bulb moment you know it's kind of again that that moment where i i'm seeing all these vans driving around town and it's like gosh i don't need to overcomplicate this um that's like i know that i can execute on what is a good business idea and, you know, bundling all these various various services into one, making it a great solution for customers. You know, I think I can execute on that. So I really believe like I, I can work harder than anyone else in the room. So if I have a, a framework that I can follow, gosh, I mean, that sounds even better. I've always found it um,
1: interesting that people don't understand franchising and they don't realize that it's, do you want to bake a cake from scratch? Or do you want a proven uh, recipe that ends up guaranteeing results, right? And of course, there's no guarantees in franchising. But when you put in the effort like you do with a proven recipe, that in itself is
0: the the grand idea, right? Yeah, it's true. And, you know, there's actually a point where I came across, Jackson. I was like, you know what, I could probably try and manufacture something very similar to this on my own and just, you know, start a pressure washing company locally. And, you know, but the, the reality is I knew that I would not have been able to scale up as quickly uh, as I could, if I had kind of the support of the brand, the Shackshine brand behind me, you know, the logo is so catchy. Um, and just the the support is great. So just in hindsight, I, it, it's so true for one, I, I don't think that, that I would have pushed myself uh, and seen the, the real possibility had I gone out and done this something, something similar on my own I want you to brag a little bit for uh, to our audience, to our listeners
1: but um, I know you've got some cool things to be proud of as you as someone who's new who's come in and the first couple of years and you've been working the system any accomplishments you care to uh, tell us about?
0: Yeah, sure. So I know, uh, my first year, um, I had one rookie of the year, which was, which was awesome to, to be, uh, nominated and to actually win that. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, I think I, I, I think at the time, um, I set the kind of the revenue record for, uh, someone in their first year, mm-hmm. um, Last year, I won Franchise of the Year. So uh, despite COVID and kind of all those challenges, still was able to kind of grow the business and, you know, just kind of plow forward and, and win that award. So all, all accolades, I, I really appreciate uh, the nomination for and uh, and winning those. Yeah. And just, you know, just trying to continue to keep the ship sailing forward. Well, each brand, we only give away one of those per year. So uh,
1: it, it is a real honor, uh, nominated by your peers, recognized for your success if I was to interview your team and we were in a, a private room, you're not there, Zach, and I'm asking them, so why did Zach win these awards? What would they tell me about you? What would they tell me about the Tampa
0: Shack Shine franchise? That's a great question. I think that they would probably say that I'd be willing to roll up my sleeves and do everything alongside them to, to make sure that a job was a success. I know that they know that I'm doing a lot of hard work on the, on the back end of things and knocking on doors and doing the, the things that, you know, really no one wants to do. And, you know, door knocking is kind of one of those things where it's, it's, it's amazing when you close a job, but the very next door you can go to you get, uh, uh, you know, the door slammed on you. So, right. um, you know, I, I think it's just just my, I guess, ability to just do whatever is needed to, continue moving the needle, try and keep the the crew lighthearted and and give out recognition and show appreciation and and kind of keep things upbeat, try and keep a a good culture. How have you
1: learned to lead? When you talk about growing into this leadership role, how have you done that?
0: You know, I I think it's one of those things where um, a rising tide raises all ships. So, you know, I I think it's important to um, try and, and set lofty goals for yourself. So that you know, I myself am, am am growing, but I cannot grow without having an incredible team around me. And ultimately, you know, my goal is that I can hire guys who may simply just just want a job at the time, but then give them the opportunity to you know really realize that there's a great opportunity ahead of us, and that it's going to require more than you know window window cleaners or gutter cleaners or pressure washers. There needs to be a team and a good culture, and ultimately. As long as we're all finding success, it hopefully means that the guys who are working really hard will find new opportunities that maybe they hadn't even considered for themselves uh, when they were applying for the, for the company. Well, I tell my guys, I would love for all of them to be a franchise partner one day. And I know that there are some some other guys in the system who started off as technicians and now are our franchise owners. And it's so, so awesome to see that. And, you know, when I see uh, people on my own team who are kind of really buying in and are seizing the opportunity. Gosh, I, I really just want to, you know, it's it's one of the the great benefits of, of being a business owner is to try and level up the guys around you um, mm. and, and give them opportunities. Like I said, that that maybe they hadn't even considered for themselves. So my belief in failure,
1: when we're willing to fail and make mistakes, as long as we're willing to learn from those mistakes and allow them to Bring us to a better place, seeing failure as, a, as the gift and an opportunity. What's a failure that's happened for you and Shackshine? If you look back of, over the last couple of years,
0: where have you failed? The one thing that really jumps out to me generally has been around uh, the culture of the team. And, you know, cause that is so important. If you have a bunch of guys who enjoy what they're doing, but they don't enjoy who they're working with, it's just going to fail. So, I mean, it was early on in my business. I had three guys. I think I was in my second month of business. Um, I had one, uh, one guy, Evan, who is still, he's my first hire. He's still with me today and a couple other guys. And just the other two were just terrible, just bad apples. So it just goes to show that ultimately it's really as much about who you're working with as, as it is the work itself. Um, so you have to be really careful when you're hiring and um, be slow to hire, be
1: quick to fire. What's the role of mentors in your life? Are you uh, Are you someone that's looked to others for advice?
0: Yeah, entrepreneurship has always kind of run in my blood. I think so. You know, my my grandfather had started a, a business when he was younger that my my dad took over as alongside my aunts and my uncles. So I've kind of grown up and I've seen them put in a, a you know long hours and you know create create a great life for for themselves. So I've definitely always looked up to them and kind of what they've they've been able to do. And so you know I've always kind of wanted to. I think, you know, this has it's kind of been in my blood, I guess, where it's, it seems so natural to me, but I've definitely just have always admired kind of their ability to make a life for themselves and and not kind of go down their own corporate path of, of following someone else's dream. So definitely, you know, my, my family, who's been able to do so much uh, for themselves uh, has been an inspiration to me. How does your dad feel about you today owning Shack Shine? When I had stumbled across Shack Shine, it was so different from where I kind of initially thought I was steering my career. I knew that it, I knew that I wanted to be a business owner, but I just wasn't sure what. And when I stumbled across Shack Shine, it was like the serendipitous moment where I was like, Wow, I think I can actually this is a great opportunity. And I remember the first person I kind of shared the opportunity with was my dad. And I called him, I said, Dad, am I going am I crazy? Tell me if I'm crazy. And I'm talking through the idea and he's like, Wow, this is this is a great idea. Like mom and I hate when you know, we have to coordinate with three or four different people to kind of get our gutters cleaned or windows cleaned. It's a catchy name. It's, you know, so he completely bought into the opportunity and that was uh, just kind of a great little stamp of approval. So I'm glad, Zach, that your dad is, uh, is on side
1: and, and come around. The future. What does your future
0: look like? You know, the great thing about the business is that you aren't confined to, uh, say, uh, a retail space. You know, you can really kind of grow this, to as large as you want to grow it. So while I have Tampa and there are, you know, hundreds of thousands of homes within my territory that I can still, you know, I still need to earn their business from, you know, I can, I, I still need to add more vans. I need to, um, I need to expand territories. You know, that's kind of the, the great game of business that I enjoy playing. So, um, you know, I, I, I'm soon to be crossing the $1 million mark hopefully this year. Um, and I hope, you know, I see other guys in the system um, who are, approaching five million some guys who you know one year got junk they're at 10 20 30 40 million dollars you know th- those guys inspire me um, so I, I love to try and build something that's that's um, uh, much larger than myself and and so I'm still just in the first inning but this it, has been a kind of a fun ride and and you know you always again you always kind of surprise yourself when you're looking at other, other guys' success, then, you know, you, you take that leap of faith and sure enough, you're kind of along alongside them. And, um, it's just been kind of a fun little, uh, aspect of the business. Well,
1: this has been super inspirational to me. So thanks for spending time with us today. I know you got a business to get back to and run, but, uh, appreciate having you here. Appreciate, uh, hearing uh, the odd little cry from your, uh, your little baby. <laughs> and, um, Congrats on all you've built, both family and, uh, and business, and look forward to chatting again with you sometime soon.
0: Yeah, thanks, Brian. It's always, it's always great to connect with you.
1: Thanks for listening to another episode of Founder Stories. I'm Brian Scudamore. I love hearing stories from founders. I'm curious what resonated with you. Tell me on Instagram, LinkedIn, or go to my YouTube channel to learn more.